Hey everyone, it's Andres Off The Record. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh, I'm going to be doing a reflection. Tends to be a somber reflection when thinking back on 9-11. And uh, this will be one of those. But I I am not reflecting on the 9-11 incident that you're probably thinking of. Because there's a second 9-11 incident um, which occurred that many people uh, are still not exactly uh, familiar with. And that has to do with the Libya Benghazi, well, the Benghazi Libya attacks on the U.S. consulate and and secret CIA base, aka Annex, um, on September 11th, 2012. The eeriness about all this is it it occurred 11 years to the day as an anniversary. So the original 9/11 attack of 2001 happened on a Tuesday. So did this one on a Tuesday, 11 years later. Uh, The the popular story about this goes, um, what the media said and the administration under Obama said, that uh, this was a, a protest that was instigated by some YouTube video that was run here in the United States. And that's what led to um, the ultimate uh, violent protest that resulted in the deaths of an American U.S. ambassador, in this case, Chris Stevens, um, an IT guy named Sean Smith. And eventually, when the attack from the consulate moved one mile over to the secret CIA uh, base, uh, resulted in two GRS operators' deaths, not to mention those that were um, wounded as a result. So who are uh, the GRS? GRS stands for Global Response Staff. Think of them as independent contractors to the CIA. These are ex-military. They continue serving our country, but at the private level, as opposed to the public level, they have to work like basically a a company. So they're independent contractors for the CIA. They have to brand their own insurance and they're they're obligated to a contract. So with all that being said, uh, I'm going to be jumping between the the event and a film that basically chronicles all this named 13 Hours that I highly recommend you watch. So this off the record episode might come across as a Critic Corner episode where I, uh, Critic Corners, uh, my other podcast where I talk movies and stuff, but believe me, it's not. Um, what, uh, what I just want to highlight is that for anybody that wants to get... Uh, an idea of what this was like from the perspective of the of the ones that were on the ground 13 hours might be one of the best uh recreations of of an event that you might ever experience the attack um on the consulate because it wasn't really an embassy it was basically like a villa uh with a a small state department staff uh of, of armed personnel which basically had some pistols and maybe some rifles February 17th, um, or the accurate, um, shorter phrase, Feb 17, um, Feb 17th was basically like these militia groups uh, that were being guns for hire also, and were being used as security for the United States um, on behalf of the Libyan government. So these guys were the ones that were being relied upon to protect U.S. interests. And some of them uh, either weren't paid enough to put their lives on the line or their hearts weren't in it. So when the attacks happened, these guys fled. And it was up to just a handful of DOD guys um, and the State Department uh, to to hold off what they couldn't, um, this onslaught of, a, of, a, of, of ways of attacks on the consulate. And one mile away in the secret CIA base were uh, the main six global response staff um, guys that you're going to know. I'm just going to call them the GRS operators, okay? So these GRS dudes, they are there and they're one mile away. They're contracted to work with the CIA. And as soon as this crap starts going down, they're like, we got to go. 
we got to go help our, um, our Americans. They're under attack. And they could see it from where they are. It's only a mile away. And they could hear and see the firefight. And you're like, holy smokes, that's a U.S. ambassador over there. The problem was that uh, these guys weren't there to help Americans. They were there as security guards or bodyguards for the CIA under contract with them and for them. They were held back by the CIA. The CIA station chief did not allow them to go. And two of them were witness to the CIA station chief saying, stand down. Now, the the official per government side of the story, and to this day, they say that never happened. They didn't tell them to stand down, blah, blah, blah. These guys were there. They're the ones that put their lives on the line, not the CIA. So I believe these guys, they risked everything to try to save the ambassador. And unfortunately, uh, the, the American casualties happened before they could get there in time. But they were um, able to uh, recover sensitive material to uh, maybe destroy it later, however it would be. Um, and uh, just try to get whoever they can to return them back to the CIA base, hunker down and get ready for the, the, the next anticipated ways of attacks because these were not peaceful protests. This was an armed attack of just uh, of militants, terrorists, whatever, that were coming at them. And so it went that once the attacks began to the moment that they finally left um, uh, Libyan soil, it took 13, 13 hours. That's where the name comes from, 13 hours. There's a book by... Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the name, but I'm going to tag it on the show notes of this episode of www.theandrewsegovia.com so you can check it yourself. Um, ended up writing the book along with the, with, with three of the guys, of uh, three of the guys named, um, Tonto, Oz, and Tig. Those are the nicknames. I know them best as that way. And, uh, and they're, they're the ones that, uh, were basically telling the story. Um, these guys ended up losing their CIA clearance, so they couldn't get CIA work anymore. Oz uh, suffered a, a, a gruesome injury and required multiple surgeries to get uh, the use of his hand back. But um, with with all that being said, uh, just <laughs> these guys were forgotten, you know. Um, and I think that's where the movie that's also forgotten that needs to be uh reflected upon by people because michael bay gets a lot of a lot of flack for being michael bay right so uh michael bay uh he can he can overdo a lot of things and oh my goodness he always does the the patriotic military shots no it's like he over exaggerates and makes the soldiers look one way or another see that's why when i saw 13 hours and i felt it was a different visceral experience compared to other military movies like there's something different about this movie and the only critics i care to hear from were my friends in the armed forces that are both active and retired i asked them can you watch that and give me some feedback i want to know what you honestly think and some of them are movie critics so when they get back they 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 thought like ah no i don't want to see that kid's a michael bay movie so uh i one of them finally watched it and he weighed in on it and told me that uh that was that was actually uh, pretty spot on like that's the kind of constructive criticism to be able to say they got this right and i and i think that's why this film always gets me it's the only military movie that uh, engages me it angers me it makes me cry and demands that i watch it all over again this isn't an action romp okay it's it's a build up and then when the action happens it happens but you really feel 
this uh, Michael made something special to put us there. So when I, I I've watched almost every single documentary I could get my hands on. I have the special edition Blu uh, Blu-ray. I went through everything along with my wife because she loves this. So we watched everything. I've and besides this, I I saw the original Fox News coverage before this movie. Uh, uh be, well before the book was even written even. So um these guys uh, broke cover to tell their story because the government was lying. They were lying about this thing, and of course they were but uh, uh man I, I get angry about this stuff and i, I don't want to dive into the whole political part of it but let's just say i am just outraged that we literally left americans to die and if these six guys were not there man there would be a lot more body bags for sure one of the grs operators that uh, gave us life wasn't even on the ground in benghazi he was 400 miles away in Tripoli, the other uh, U.S. Um, uh, embassy that was uh, in Libya. Uh, Glenn Doherty, I hope I pronounced his last name right. He was the one that basically was the first and only one to respond to anything. He's the one that was organizing any gun that he could get. He got uh, a couple of Delta Force and some other guys together, uh, was able to commandeer a private jet to be able to fly out, like a private jet, uh, to be able to fly out uh, to Libya, try to get a convoy to be able to get them in and out of the annex to, to exfil the, um, the CIA operators and GRS maybe. He's the only one that got anything done. And by the time um, he um, he and the, and the crew got to reinforce the CIA base, uh, the guy didn't go looking indoors. The dude went to find a defensive position, not just not just connect with his guys, but uh, to find a defensive position. And next thing you know, it's sure enough, there's uh, the, the mortar attack, the, the, the fatal mortar attack that unfortunately kills Glenn. Literally just getting there. He's taken out of action, and Tyrone Woods, um, he's he's also taken out of action. So there's uh, that's where uh, um, some DOD guys get injured as well. This Oz, this is where he has his gruesome injury. It, it was a mortar attack, and it's just uh, it's you know it's 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 sad. Um, but reinforcements from the Libyan government finally arrive, and that's how they're able to 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 be able to get out of there. Um, but that it wasn't done yet and the movie doesn't doesn't show the part that they basically had to do an airport battle just not only to get to the airport but uh to also protect the interest of the in the airport to get him out of there and um i don't i don't want to go into the ending uh, of the of how the grs operators get out of there i think that's where it gives you an even bigger stomach punch when you watch the film so i'll let that happen i'll let you watch it for yourself and, and draw your own conclusions but it that's what i'm getting at that these guys these Americans there were forgotten. And I lay this blame at the feet of Hillary Clinton. Uh, there's a Predator drone that will basically live stream the whole thing. You know, it's not just like, oh, he said, she said. Dude, it was basically recorded. But uh, hats off to Michael Bay for doing an excellent recreation of it. Uh, I did compare and contrast to some of the pictures of the set. Uh, and from the film compared to the actual pictures like dude if I if I were to mix him up it would really it would be really hard for you to tell which are which because uh, he did an excellent job recreating um, uh, the event uh, to get it right and to honor these guys and uh, I really respect that he did that but but most of all I, I truly respect 
um, that there are heroes out there. There's a great line in the film uh, set at an emotional uh, time uh, during the film. It's like, I'm proud to know Americans like you. Hell yeah, I'm proud to know there are Americans like that. Just to hear Tonto um, uh, uh, talk about how every time he watches the movie, he like just, just gets the itch to go back out there. It's like, dude, these guys are built for that, you know? That, that's amazing. But um, there's there, there were two more stars added to the CIA wall. And yeah, and Americans died that didn't have to die. That's the way I feel. They didn't have to die. And our government forgot about them, which is terrible. And speaking of forgotten, that's why uh, Oz, um, Mark Geist, uh, he ended up uh, uh, founding or co-founding um, an organization called the Shadow Warriors Project. You're probably familiar with the Wounded Warriors Project, but the Shadow Warriors Project is uh, basically targeted to um, these segments of our veterans that are forgotten, those that never stop serving, basically. Um, and it's uh, a lot of them are GRS. I mean, it's, the, the, the continuous trauma and trying to fit back in, some of them don't find their way back in. That's why uh, you hear these uh, un- unfortunate stories of some of these guys being among our homeless. You know, like These are our heroes that defended our rights, that uh, allow us to be able to go to work unimpeded, so to speak. Now, the worst we got to go through is traffic or, or okay, fine, road rage in California. But besides that, you know, uh, these are the guys that were out there facing certain death. Um, just think, say what you will about the war on terror. I strongly supported that. Um, but there were there were those that are trying to come after us. But um, our, our boys and gals went out there so they wouldn't have to come here again. And... Uh, then they're forgotten. Our government's like, oh, we support you. It's like, well, I'm back home. Who are you? Like, that's awful. Um, and I've been, I've been happy to be able to support and what very little I can uh, to the to the Shadow Warriors project. But uh, I recommend that you learn more about them. Um, I'm going to be leaving a link to the, their website in the show notes accompanying this episode of com. Check it out. Google it also. Shadow Warriors project. They're on Facebook. They're also on Instagram. Um, if you're able to support them in any way, this is go- this 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 is a great cause, and I, I support companies like Black Rifle Coffee. Also, they support veteran causes and all that. I heard about Team Rubicon um, and others, but uh, there's a special. I, I feel the special place in my heart for for the Shadow Warriors um, out there, and it just pissed me off how how the government just uh, continuously lied about it. Um, and still to this day, still to this day, um, I would rather, I will give more, I give more weight to those that shed blood and stand by what they said instead of those that have been comfortably hiding behind a stupid desk, never once knowing what it's like to make a paycheck for somebody. All they ever do is take. And where is the help? that's gone to these folks. Anyway, that's it for this one. Somber reflection, but just like during the tragedy of 9-11-2001, there were heroics, so we're here in the Benghazi incident attack. And I recommend that you check it out because Michael, Michael Bay did an awesome tribute to these men of the GRS. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the film. And I'll see you on the next one.